Ade Dewey Dembella, give me the power I beg of you. Dembella, you know, say that in me, so me, I go blame. I look at down. I thought that might, you know, if Charles Lee Ray had been face to face with the Canadian reggae star Snow rather than a good guy doll, that's what these films would be like. <laughs> There's a big, big pile of snow outside the front of the toy store. If he hadn't made it into the shop, that's what this could be. <laughs> haunted snow, haunted weather. Yeah. There was a rumour going around in the 90s that Snow had been killed by the Canadian Mafia. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. He's still going. He's uh, done six albums. He had a God, hit really? With, yeah. Wow. He had a hit with Daddy Yankee last year, which is basically just a sort of cover of, of Informer. Wow. Yeah. Weird, though, for someone, like, their first hit, first single to be a massive hit like Informer, and then... Still going, still having a career, what, 28 years later? And that's the only song anyone fucking knows <laughs> that you ever yeah. did. Do you remember uh, on the on the old Waynes Brothers uh, TV show in Living Colour, Jim Carrey did a great snow parody called Imposter. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Really, really funny and very uh, biting. Highly recommend looking it up on YouTube. A new direction for Devil Times 5 this month. Um, just going, <laughs> White so, rappers of the 90s. Yeah, we were talking entirely about Canadian reggae stars. <laughs> so, oh, well, that's, that's Snow done. Um, who's next? I think we better move on. Really. Think, yeah. <laughs> you are listening to episode 47 of the Devil Times 5 Horror Podcast. I'm Cliff and I'm joined by my fellow good guys and girls, Luke, Emily, Bryony, and standing in for Phil this month, it's the return of CJ. Yay. 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 <laughs> isn't, that a G- so... isn't that a GTA San Andreas mission? Yeah, so CJ, have we caught you just in time before you begin your annual three months of watching nothing but cheesy Christmas rom-coms. Um, I have I have actually started watching the Christmas rom-coms already. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a few few Hallmark films. Uh, unfortunately, you've, you've just caught me at a bad moment because I've spent this afternoon watching the Dolly Parton Christmas movie on Netflix. Oh, I hear that's uh, absolutely fucking awful. It is absolutely fucking awful, yeah. And that's coming from someone who loves Christmas movies, oh, but it yeah, makes yeah. the Hallmark movies seem really edgy and subversive. <laughs> so is that, your low, is that your low this month, CJ? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah my, uh... my low this month is Christmas on the Square. No, I wanted to do a return of no, the highs and lows of uh, Hallmarks. I forgot that no, was only last year. You better take over. What's your, what's your highs and lows? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what? So my high is it's oh, so basic. I'm sorry, but I rewatched a thing because I've been stuck indoors with a group of people suspecting that they've all got some illness. So it's themed apps. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a great film um, and it's a great comfort to watch. And then... Malo, I haven't had much time to watch films because I did that thing where I watch an entire season, well, a whole box set of a of a show, because of um, what's the word? Not false. What's the uh, sunk fallacy? So I watched all of Lost, and it's got some spooky moments, but it is quite bad. I remember really liking it, and I know it's not horror, but I I've wasted. How many episodes? Some horror. Well, there's like there's like twenty whatever episodes per season. There's six seasons, and that's that's I've been doing that this month, and I. I'm sorry. 
Okay. It's a real disappointment, isn't it? Because you put so much into Lost and you, you spend so much time kind of, the first time you watch it anyway, thinking about, oh, what's, what does it all mean? Where's it all going? Oh, it's exciting. Uh, and then it sort of hits a point where you realise it's going nowhere. It just goes really but cheesy. you have put too much time into it's it just, already. It's just like the explanation is really cheesy. It's just, it's like, okay, well, fair enough. It's a chess game between good and evil, but you didn't fucking figure that out like two seasons in. You just whacked that in because everyone gets the ending and you're like, oh, uh, actually, it's not about purgatory. Um, it's about something else completely different <laughs> and then they just whack in these like hello ego some kaikidia sestin horse I speak Latin now but also yeah. we're very American <laughs> how you doing um, so yeah I don't know I think it's, it's had these moments and I just remember when TV used to be awesome and like a big event and not like a big Netflix binging thing and the loss was so huge and mm. I remember being freaked out by the black smoke as a kid and then watching it as a nearly 32 year old I was just like Oh, oh dear. Um, you know, I've watched all six seasons within the space of about three weeks. So it's like I could be watching films. Yeah, but now you've got to go through all the Cloverfield films and find every single Lost reference. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the Dahama spin-off that they then yeah. rammed in with just the one character from Dahama. Oh, God, I think it was Futurama where um, they went to like a, a sci-fi convention and, and one of Le, ruler of Omicron Perso 8, got like his wife, J.J. Abrams' face as a as a souvenir and there's a great episode and she's just like at the opera holding up jj abram's face because it's fancy i Go have on. no idea what any of you are talking about <laughs> i mean i did this last month with blind manor i was like i'm gonna watch the whole thing and then i was like well that's eight hours gone this is why i don't watch these fucking long-form tv drama things they're just uh they have to be really good to be worth the effort worth the time yeah I binge-watched all two series of a show on BBC Three called Angels of the North that's a reality show set in a hair salon in Newcastle. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, I watched both seasons in a week, just absolutely hammered through them. That was, uh, that was good to Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should go with next, Emily. Um, I've actually got a whole... Uh... And he said a whole light. I don't know where the, where the hell that is. It's a whole life. It's because we were talking about white rappers yeah, earlier on. It is. It's a bad influence on me. I've actually got a high. I was going to say I've actually got a highlight and a low light this month. Um, no high lights. Um, <laughs> the, um, the low light is not because it's bad, but just because I found it disappointing in the ongoing series of Emily watches films that she should have watched about twenty-five <laughs> years ago. I watched um, Slumber Party Massacre. Mm. it's all right Mm. it's just a i mean i I think maybe it was a bad choice of film because i'm I'm not slasher films have to be really really good to grab me and i was expecting this to be more interesting because it's a female director and it was originally written to be a feminist satire of the genre but by the time it makes it on screen it's just your standard there's some nice spooky shots and the murderer looks like bob from twin peaks like alarmingly so he could be his dad which is quite cool but beyond that meh the only thing that um that director her name escapes me um cj you'll know her name straight off the bat won't you no it is deborah Deborah someone someone. i think the own yeah deborah yeah no foreman deborah a woman deborah Deborah a woman (laughs) (laughs) definitely deborah um i think the the only thing she really introduced to slashes that you could say is like you know a woman's touch particularly in that film is revealing that uh when they're alone together women don't talk about men so much as strip down to their lingerie and have pillow fights and things like that 
That's right, and the men the men watch them through the window and go, "Oh my god, this is our lucky day." <laughs> With the it wasn't it wasn't Deborah at all. Um, oh. why did I think it was a Deborah? <laughs> no, it was uh, Amy Jones. Really? Uh, but Deborah directed Slumber Party Massacre 2, and it was Deborah, oh. Deborah Brock. Uh, Deborah Frog? Brock. <laughs> oh, Brock. Was she a frog? Did she bring a frog's touch to it? <laughs> <laughs> Were there it flies was... and lily pads in the background of every scene? It was riveting. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thanks. Um, what's your low, Emily? No, that was my low. Oh right, okay. My um my high is I watched Brain Dead, the Peter Jackson film. Hells yeah. Okay, yeah, Dead Alive. Um not seen it for years. It's still an absolute masterpiece. I love it. It's like a live action bloody splattery cartoon with um a proper romance in it, so sold all your Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> probably my favourite romantic film which also involves a sentient digestive system farting malevolently at people it's um it's wonderful and I really want Peter Jackson to make more horror yes well I'm just still waiting for him to do these um these 4k remasters of, of Braindead Meet the Feebles and Bad Taste which he's been promising for years yeah they've been in the pipeline for a while haven't they I have no yeah. idea what Meet the Feebles would look like in 4k but it would be interesting amazing I expect. I was at the European premiere of Brain Dead. Oh wow! Awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That lawnmower kill scene is just like my favourite zombie kill scene. <laughs> yeah. So good. There's it's so much blood. There's just so <laughs> much. <laughs> It's weird how sophisticated it is, uh, like when you watch it, because when I saw it as a kid, I was just like, oh, this is so amazingly dumb. This is like, you know, this is like if I made a film, it's like amazing. I love it. Uh, no, uh, no, I've, but I've then... seen the films that you made when you were a kid. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. well, they but they, like were, they were the ones that they were exactly what Braindead inspired, uh, <laughs> because we were like, oh, we could do this. And then when you watch it as an adult, you can see it really is a calling card for Hollywood like it's so well made mm. uh, even though it is like ridiculous and over the top and spiteful it's just like ridiculously well made Luke um, I have dived too much into everything that's been put on streaming this month because so much shit has been put on streaming um, mm. but I'm going to do my live first and that's The Craft Legacy <laughs> got, it got released in cinemas for a week before lockdown and it's absolutely horrible it's i don't know if any, any of you saw the um the black christmas not really remake yes. reimagining where they yeah. wanted to have a feminist message but it just didn't work um it's the same with uh this i think the thing that bothered me the most is that the women that are witches aren't goth they wear oh. very they wear really bright bright clothes uh, oh, is it like clueless but witches? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I mean, oh, that could work. They're all like posting all their things on Instagram of when they're doing stuff, and it it never lives up to what the original was because I really enjoy the original. Um, and this one tries to fit it as a sequel, but does it in a really like ham-fisted way, and it's just one of the worst Ooh. things that I have seen this year. It's Blumhouse releasing it again. I Blumhouse. Yeah. What's gone wrong with Blumhouse? I just released an absolute. <laughs> Every, everything has gone wrong with Blumhouse. More like Bumhouse, am I right? <laughs> Bumhouse. <laughs> Jason Bum. I bet he's heard that a few times. Hi, I'm Jason Bum. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the kind of sophisticated humour that keeps bringing people back. <laughs> Meg, you're high. Um, and my high 
is um, Run, which is the new film with uh, Sarah Paulson. It's based on a true story of the woman that kept her daughter in a house for years and was given her medication. There's a documentary on it called um, Mummy Dead and Dearest. But this takes ideas from that and it's meant to be this woman that's keeping her daughter in the house and the daughter doesn't really know the outside world and she's in a wheelchair but there's something not right um, about the mum. Um, and it's actually like quite suspenseful. I really enjoyed it because it's more about the sort of the daughter trying to escape the house after finding out a few things. But it's it's um it's done quite well. And Sarah Paulson gives like an incredible performance. Like I really always enjoy her in most stuff that I see her in. But in this, she's actually generally really creepy, and you you like, really do hate her character from the things that she does. But it's so um it's one of the better horrors that's been released on streaming recently. Interesting. Um, I'm just trying to think who Sarah Paulson is. Um, what would I say now? Horror story. Oh, I've never watched and that. And Ratchet and all that. And... Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, are you, why are you laughing at Ratchet? It sounds like Ratchet. <laughs> uh, ratchet. The word bum and the words Ratchet. That's, that's yeah, the level okay, that we're cool. at today. Whenever I see the ad on Netflix for Ratchet, it looks like it says botched. It does, actually. And botched is an actual real TV programme. Yeah, about surgery. Yeah, involving plastic surgery that's gone wrong, or as my boyfriend calls it, tits gone wrong. <laughs> Which fits very nicely to the tune of Girls on Film. <laughs> tits gone wrong. Tits gone wrong. CJ. Uh, my my highs and lows. Uh, do I have to do horror or can I do Christmas movies? Christmas! <laughs> Please do horror. Please do horror. Oh, I'll do horror. I'll do horror. So my low... That's quite tricky because I've seen a lot of shit recently. I did Fright Fest uh, at the end of October, uh, which was full of garbage. And I think probably the worst one I saw uh, was a film called Heckle, uh, which if anybody's oh, watched that... Was, that yeah, that was a masterpiece, wasn't it? Oh my god, yeah. it was so bad. I mean, if anybody's watched the, the 80s, uh, like, no-budget movie, uh, the comic, uh, the, the Heckle is like so much worse like it makes you think that the comic is a, a masterpiece like king of comedy because the, the heckle is diabolical it's got steve gutenberg in it and toya wilcox i don't know how <laughs> i guess i guess they got hired together for the at last cheaply yeah <laughs> uh but it's so bad it's just completely incoherent just horribly made just why is it a movie uh i i there's not a single good thing to say about it i hope it never gets proper distribution because nobody should waste their time on, on Heckle. It is awful. I have two things to say about that. One is that there was also a British comedy called Heckle, which is fucking dreadful, so maybe it's just something about the title. <laughs> um, also, Steve Guttenberg, I, that, when I was at school, there was a film society and they, they were showing Three Men and a Baby and they, they misprinted his name in the guide as Steve Guftenberry. <laughs> uh, I always think of him as Steve Guftenberry. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant okay in your high my high um i'm gonna go with uh a movie i watched a couple of weeks ago uh called bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell oh yeah uh, yeah yeah, yeah. which is good really good fun uh i can't believe i've never seen it before it's a, a japanese film that uh was made by a guy who took 10 years to put this thing together uh from when he I shot it say to a guy who took a lot of drugs <laughs> A lot of steroids, maybe. He's ripped. Uh, he stars in it and uh, writes, directs, everything. It's kind of like The Evil Dead, but much cheaper, if, if you can imagine that. And, and Japanese, and featuring a bodybuilder instead of Ash. 
so at the end, not wishing to spoil anything, but that there is a fantastic sequence where he realizes that his muscles are his weapon, uh, and his shirt kind of rips off, and he goes, "I'm jacked," and, and it's every bit as iconic as groovy. Uh, I yeah, I really really enjoyed that. It was a good film. I only watched it three and a half years ago. I can't remember a single thing about it, but I know I liked it. Yeah, it's it's a really simple film. Really, really simple, but effective. I liked it. Yeah. I'll give the DVD another spin at some point. Uh, my low is a um, film that's, I think it's coming out next year, called Re-Elected, which is a tedious American Cabin in the Woods horror comedy. Um, it's one of those things where, like, it looks like they had a lot of fun making it, but it's just awful to sit through and not be part of the joke you know it's about um so there's these kids having a one of their obnoxious cabin in the woods parties and um they managed to resurrect the ghosts or the zombie ghosts of abraham lincoln um andrew jackson and george washington i think it is uh it's terrible it's just poorly made um, the zombies are played by young men in hardly any makeup, so they actually look younger than the presidents were when they were presidents. They look they look healthy, healthier than they, they were when they were alive. Um, yeah, it's shite. Uh, but my high is his house. The, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, new BBC film, which about a, a um, Sudanese refugee couple yeah. who get put up in a big house, well, a, bit, a horrible house, on an estate somewhere in Essex. And immediately shit gets scary. It is the most scared I have been since The Exorcist. Really? It shit wow. me right up. Oh. It was good. There's just little things they do, just like the Matt Smith like repeating, like, oh, it's a nice house, it's bigger than mine. Everyone's like, oh, it's bigger than mine. It's like, oh, is it a conspiracy between everyone or is it just spooky ghosts? It's really unnerving. Yeah. Really, really. unnerving. I mean, and when she's walking around the estate and she keeps getting lost and there's the kids mm. over, it's just horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it works on various levels. Rather than have a jump scare and then like move on to the next scene, mm. it's jump scares that are properly well done, shit you up, mm. and then it stays it with stays the scene with you, yeah, yeah. and just keeps getting scarier and scarier. Because obviously, watching so many horror films, you, it's hard to get scared. And I'm so glad I actually was watching something, uh, you know, late at night on my own mm. in the dark that proper shut I'm, me I'm up. I'm really sad I didn't get to watch it at a, a cinema because I think it would have gone down a lot better in cinema mm. conditions like I, I didn't find it particularly scary but I think you know I watched it kind of while eating my dinner <laughs> it just it probably wasn't <laughs> quite the the right setting for it uh and I did find it was very heavy on the exposition as well but um I think if I'd watched it in a cinema I probably would have had a much more visceral response well, you might have been annoyed by all the fucking popcorn eaters, which is why oh. I'm quite happy not to go to the cinema. At the okay, minute. boomer. But... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not a fucking boomer. Uh, right, they were our highs and lows. Um, before we move on, just want to mention that former devil Sarah Dobbs has just launched a brand new horror podcast called Chilenial Horrors. Uh, so go and listen to that. But not just yet, because it's time for us to get onto this month's theme the Child's Play franchise. But are these movies chucking excellent or do they chuck a big dick? (laughs) (laughs) It was only three months ago that we did the Child's Play reboot as a feature, but that leaves us the seven real Child's Play slash Chucky films, starting with Tom Holland's 1988 original. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? 
Hi, <laughs> I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Tonight, Aunt Maggie. Tonight, Chucky. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home. This is no accident. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who is on the counter. Andy, who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. Cornered by the police, a serial killer voodoos himself into a little boy's doll and continues his reign of havoc and mass murder. I, at this point, I just want to point out, I'm slightly self-conscious because my wife says that I cannot pronounce the word doll properly. Um, <laughs> say it again. Say it. Yeah, yeah, I heard you say little boy's hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, no, doll. Doll, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Joe. No, I, she thinks I pronounce it wrong. I think she's messing with you. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, um, Charles plays one of the best original scary movies of the 80s, mm-hmm. right up there with Nightmare on Elm Street. Hard agree. Hard agree. I, I, I think it's aged a lot better than Nightmare on Elm Street, personally. I think. Yeah, I think it I'd agree. Doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel rooted in the 80s, even though it sort of deals with a lot of. The kind of hyper capitalism of the 80s with regards to children's merchandise it's obviously a lot worse now uh so it doesn't have that thing that nightmare on elm street has where it just feels so rooted in its in its time with all the sort of inane teen chatter and fashions child's play feels kind of timeless and still works really really well still really disturbing it's a classic isn't it it's the only film where a pair of batteries is oh, like genuinely scary what a great yeah, it's scene. got that kind of like classic spooky storiness to it you know, like something like the monkey's paw, like the whole idea of it being almost like a kind of a campfire story or like a sort mm. of just a short spooky story. And then it turned out there were no batteries in the doll. And it's just the sort of the simplicity of that. But I mean, there's bits of it that are very, very 80s as well. Like the the mum and her friend kind of like just hanging out in an alleyway and buying stuff off a peddler. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a thing in America in the 80s? Because surely that's just that's from like medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of takes it into the 1680s sort of like, maybe like, yeah it, it, that almost takes it into I, kind of like um, folk tales level really I think it was a thing when, when, was when they had all those sort of toy crazes like the Furbies and whatever I know there, there was such a trade in like dodgy ones I mean even a few years ago when they had the, oh, yeah. the, the Porgs for Star Wars you must have seen all the like shit porgs that people were, were getting oh yeah um, i mean i remember when i was like so i guess you know I now, now all the, the peddlers are on then. ebay <laughs> well, when i was when i was a kid in the 80s they were all down st albans market yeah so i just i really enjoyed just like the two of you just like yelling over each other about peddlers and furbies <laughs> and porgs and it was just like what's what's happening and you're both just like oh yeah we both feel very strongly about peddlers you do yeah exactly so, I've not even said the word peddler before tonight. I don't think. No, I don't think I ever have. Not even in relationship in relation to um, someone making a bicycle go. Yeah. Oh, look at that peddler! <laughs> now I'm going to use it a lot more. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Deborah Peddler. 
Anyway. Um, child's play is an extremely silly concept, isn't it? But it's it played is. so straight. But mm. it's just the whole, it's the 80s trope of like the kids not being believed. That's the one thing that ties mm. it really into that sort of period of film. Mm. But it's they're not obnoxious kids. It's just a genuine little kid who's, who's so sweet. Mm. And, you know, kids do say fucking weird things. So that's that's what sort of, I think, anchors it in, in believability a little bit. And that this adorable kid's like, I didn't do it, Chucky did. And then, you know, it escalates to, I didn't kill my babysitter, Chucky did. It just goes up and up and up. Where he's wearing his uh, his PJ sneakers. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, pyjama shoes to wear with your pyjamas in bed. They don't exist, I checked. Isn't, isn't it just the pyjamas, like, have Is that boobies? bits? Yeah. yeah so they... You Google PJ sneakers, they do not exist. No, 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 but they got souls. Isn't the that pajamas another great got um, Canadian rapper of the, of the 90s? PJ Sneakers. They've got Charles Lee Ray's souls, specifically. P- PJ souls, like the actors. Oh, exactly. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is connected. Yeah. And PJ Sneakers was, of course, tragically killed by the Canadian mafia. <laughs> and his mum, when she's giving Andy his birthday present, and it's a pair of jeans, why does she wrap it in a massive fucking good guy-sized box? What a bitch. <laughs> there's a, there's a, isn't there a good guy tool set in there as well? No, the, the tool think. set's wrapped oh. up separately. Yeah. Is it wrapped up separately? Yeah. Oh, okay. well, I don't so it's just, a, it's just a pair of trousers that she just, with loads of tissue paper in the box. Yeah, yeah. maybe she's wow. just poor and that's the only box she could find, but she had an abundance of tissue paper from a failed craft project. Maybe she works for Amazon these days, yeah. doing their packaging. <laughs> She works in a department store, so maybe it was whatever box she happened to... It's true, good, good thought. Yeah, a good guy box. <laughs> yeah. For her son, who really wants a good guy. And she's going to wrap it in wrapping paper. Happy. And make him think that it's a good guy. Yeah, I think I would have asked if somebody had any other box that wasn't shaped like a good guy box. But, you know. Yeah. Maybe she'd have a long shift. Off. We don't know. <laughs> talking about her long shift and her good guy shaped boxes that sounds blood filth it's a Chuck Tingle novel waiting to happen she had to finish at 5 and come back at 7 didn't she yeah. she's working working a lot that's why the babysitter says the weirdest comment it will be the hottest date I've had in ages babysitting a child <laughs> yeah it would would make you a bit concerned wouldn't it? actually I think I'll cancel my 7 o'clock shift after all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was fun to see the uh, old United Artists logo at the start and I imagined uh, Mary Pickford Douglas Fairbanks Charlie Chaplin and D.W. Griffith thinking you know what one day this company is going to be putting out a film about a killer doll. Aww. Let's unpack that. Chaplin would have liked it. D.W. Griffiths would have gone, not enough racism for me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Mary Pickford as Chucky, actually. That would, that would be great. There's, there's arguably a bit of racism. Well, there's, yeah, there's cultural uh, appropriation. Certain with uh, yeah. Dr. Death. Mm. Yeah. And, or, oh, yeah. Or his real name. His real name's John Bishop. Yeah. Um, I was waiting for him to say, like, the more time you spend in that body... The more human you'll become, eh? Yeah, that's how that's how wow. John Bishop speaks. That was yeah. Good. Can that anyone was good. do a John Bishop impression? Do that properly. I mean, the moment's passed. No, <laughs> we, even if we could, we enjoyed that. So yeah. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to tread on your toes for King of the Accents. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. we'd we'd ruin the purity of your vision if we did it. So. <laughs> Andy, uh, Alex Barkley's really good, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Six year old. He's fantastic. Is. They're really, really good. How can a six-year-old act like that? It's amazing. It's really strange that his career seems to have been non-existent. Like, he did 
two Charles Play films came back many years later for a yeah. Charles Play film, and and that seems to be it. Have I got his name right? Is it Alex Barkley? Yeah, no, his name is Alex Vincent. His name's Andy Barkley in the film. That's right. Mm. I think it's because he probably thought that if he was in any other film that people would just look at him as the kid in this because he's sort of got that distinct kid look. I think that's probably why he took such a break. I'm just going to say, Alex Vincent, Alex Vincent, Alex Vincent, just so I can dub over the bit so I called him Alex Barkley. (laughs) No one will know I fucked up. Don Mancini's original script, the reboot actually sounds closer to what he he had in mind. Mm. Like mm. it was, it was, it was. They were called buddies instead of good guys, and they and Chucky was uh, gonna kill people who had wronged Andy rather than. I, I think that would have been such a bad idea. Mm. Like I, I read about that this week and just thought this works so much better uh, because I really love how Andy is not your typical kind of bullied kid in this. Mm. He's like he he is kind of alone and and friendless, which makes it quite poignant that he has Chucky as a as a friend and i think that innocence and that kind of really sort of pure relationship between him and chucky at first is what makes it so horrible mm. when when chucky is is malevolent i think without mm. that it just wouldn't work so if alex kind of had this sort of getting revenge thing it, it would if just be generic and shit whereas whereas i think this this is a really different story because of how they play it yeah when you I, say I like alex how... did you mean andy did I say Alex? You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Andy, 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 Andy. I thought I'd have problems because like, Barkley is one of my favourite characters on TNG. So I, I just think of Reg Barkley. So I thought I'd, I'd have to be like, all right, wait, I'm not talking about Reg. I'm talking about Andy. But it's you two that fucked up. So cool <laughs> I feel so bad for him like he didn't make a film for 15 years and we're like oh maybe he was worried about being mistaken for the Charles Kid and none of us can even get his name right he was friendless as a six year old oh do you want a tenuous Star Trek link God, go on. Um, Brad Dorif, who uh, voices Chucky and plays Child Blood, whatever, he plays a uh, psychotic um, Betazoid in TNG. He he does. He does. That's that, that's not going to make the edit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fact. I don't have porn facts like CJ. I have Star Trek facts. Uh, you edited out my. I had one porn fact which I I messaged CJ about, and you edited it out of the episode. I was so upset. Oh, which one was but that? I think my porn fact was she's a porn lady, oh, and that right. was it. <laughs> but you didn't see it in the fact. edit. I was really upset. I often shout that when I'm watching films. <laughs> she's a porn lady. She's a porn lady. I do the Donald Sutherland body snatches. She make the noise as well because that's going to be really annoying. It's hard to make the noise and say she's a porn lady at the same time. I can. Porn lady, porn lady. Yeah, you go. Um, anyway. Yes, I, I mean, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's just, it's just great. Yeah. The way that they hold off Chucky exposing his true self and like when he does, his, his face should be yeah. talked into something more, more human-like. It's really good. Um, it's a good puppet. Sense how it could turn from plastic to rubber or whatever, but who cares? No, that's the voodoo, isn't mm-hmm. it? He's, the longer he spends in that body, it becomes real, mm-hmm. which is so gross and so great. Yeah, the special effects are particularly uh, good in this one. Like, I, I think the doll looks 
more evil in this one than any of the others mm. like when when he goes evil like his whole face is just the one thing they, i don't think they they ever really get right is where the scenes where they use little people you know dressed up as chucky yeah there's a few of those false perspective or um you know oversized sets or whatever yeah always looks like chucky's just grown really massive yeah there's a fight scene in in bride where it's like that's a little person that's not a puppet yeah um. <laughs> anyway uh that is uh charles blake unless anyone else got anything to say about it as a kid when i would get a toolkit the hammers weren't like that they you wouldn't be able to impale a toy hammer into someone's head they were just plastic hammers so i'm confused as to how that was meant to be a kid's toolkit but somehow it's the 80s yeah but they just they just didn't give a fuck just we've covered this in the 80s hammers. bullies were psychopaths and tools were abundant yeah, and you used to be able to get chemistry kits where you could, you know, make little bombs and stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, my mum was always scared to buy me a lot of things like that because uh, she thought they were too dangerous. Probably um, uh, Chucky's mum probably got it from another peddler who was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just threw in things and put a sticker over the thing. Do you mean, do you mean Andy's mum? Whose mum did I say? Chucky's mum. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would watch that, Mum of Mum of Chucky. Chucky. Um, Chucky, what the bloody hell have you done? Stop bloody um, killing! Yes, put a bloody knife down, you fucking snag. Um, no, I'm, I meant Andy's mum. Sorry. Just say, say Andy's mum a few more times Andy's so we can mom. edit that. <laughs> Do you reckon that's why the puppet didn't act outside of the series in case he got typecast? right let's move on to Charles Play 2 naturally he was badly traumatised by the murders but uh, they bounced back pretty fast at that age so like Andy goes and lives with foster parents one of whom is played by Jenny Agatha with the most insane accent I've ever heard Mm -hmm. it's something how is Jenny Agatha such a good actor but she just can't do that voice that American voice why why did they even ask her to do an American accent what's the point She's Jenny fucking Agatha. She's got a lovely voice. Who's Jenny Agatha? Oh. You know, from American Wealth in London. Oh, right. The nurse. And, and oh, right. The litany of, uh, well, she was famous for the railway children, but then uh. she was famous for being naked in a lot of films afterwards. Uh, and she is a very good actor as well. Uh, mm. But a yes. much-loved British national treasure of yesteryear. Yes. That was my... Jenny Agatha facts. <laughs> it's not quite post porn. No. Just because she, just, she, she was naked. Yeah, she you was naked in a nipple. She was naked, but in an artistic way. For yeah, she was always always artistic nude. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we all remember the uh, art, artistic nature of the shower scene in American Werewolf. Artistic. 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 <laughs> um, right, where are we with Charles Play 2? <laughs> I, I think this is a banger. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I really like Charles Play 2. I think Chucky's death scene is fucking awesome. Um, I like it keeps yes. the theme of kids not being believed. It's almost as good as the first one, I think. 
it's really weird it's like it doesn't try to go bigger than the original um it's it feels much smaller it feels like it's a made for tv sequel mm, and yeah. i i can only imagine that they just spent the whole budget on that factory set mm. the toy factory set that's for a the fucking finale, awesome set amazing. though yeah. Don't you think it's a real shame that when Chucky gets all fucked up at the end in that factory set and there's like all the millions of doll bits and everything and he looks like something out of the thing, mm. isn't it a real shame that that wasn't the next movie? Just like really <laughs> fucked up Chucky because that would be so disturbing. Yeah, him just sort of oozing about everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're slowly getting... The, the scenes where he gets fucked up are prop. I mean, yeah, there's, there's stabbiness, etc. But the scenes of him getting all kind of like fucked up and mutilated are quite disturbing. Mm. Oh, it's, I mean, weird, it's isn't it? the uncanny valley thing because they, you know, it's a humanoid shape, but it's made of plastic. But also, it's this kind of fusion of human and doll, and mm. yeah, it, it, it's proper freaky. It's like the, in the end of the first one when he's all kind of fucked up in that as well. Yeah, if they did that to a to an actual human, it'd be. Oh God, yeah. It would have it would have been banned in yeah. eighty eight, wouldn't it? Mm. But that's why it's so good because I really like the whole like. He's slowly turning into a human thing, and then like starts, like he starts to bleed, and and stuff starts to like, oh shit, he's got to get his soul out. I really like it's just so horrible, and then you could just imagine like the guts forming, and then all the molten plastic, and it's just so gross, and you could just like, oh, it probably smells like human hair. Mm. <laughs> it's just it's so cool. You've got that almost kind of fantastical version of body horror. I think it's always fun to think about how uh, Chucky is sort of resurrected from film to film. So this this one, obviously, was all left in a fucked up state after the at the end of the first one. So the toy company used the remaining parts of it to build a new one, a new good guy doll, to prove that there was nothing wrong <laughs> with the Chucky one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the right side of stupid. Like, you can yeah. just about buy it just because of the way it's delivered. But, yeah. Dumb. You almost see him as a bigger character in this. Like you do see a lot of him in the first mm. one, but I think he's a lot more threatening because you can see that he, what he can actually do, how he can sort of exploit Andy by making him drive around a car and stuff as well. So there's all like those types <laughs> of little things that just are quite ridiculous about it as well. I, I mm. do wonder if that's one of the one of the things that I like less about this than the first one is that the main character in this is kind of Chucky. And that that's where the franchise definitely goes. Uh, yeah. Whereas in the in the first yeah. one it's Karen, uh, Andy's mum. Whereas in this one it doesn't really feel like Andy is is the protagonist because he's too, you know, he's a six year old. So you know, there's only so much that he can do. Um, it, and it, and it just feels like Chucky gets the most screen time and goes on the the journey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Charles plays three. Piece of shit. Wait a minute. I got a new body. And I ain't told anyone about my little secret yet. So let's get this straight, right? Um, after the events of Child's Play 2, bits of Chucky are left all over the toy factory and they scrape up the plastic and a bit of there's blood is in it and they mm. put the plastic into a big vat of molten plastic blood. and one bit and blood and one bit of that and bits of sick gets into <laughs> nice. the new good guy doll. And that means there's Chucky's back. All but they did again. it nine yeah. years after Chucky exploded. I mean, that's, yeah. that's some old plastic. Yeah, it's a toy company. You think they might want to use that plastic for other things. Like a haunted toothbrush. Chucky could just like sneak out, but he has to kill the boss. And then and then how exactly does he manage to get himself posted to the to the military school? What? How? How does that happen? Mm. So like they they find the dead boss. And they find this package with a good guy doll in it, addressed to Andy Barkley, 
who famously had a run-in with Chucky before, and someone at the toy company posts it, presumably, rather than going, oh, this is a bit <laughs> odd. This is a bit suspicious. Anyway, I love it. I love it. It's a, it's a four-star film. I love it. It's great. Really? What? Yeah. Oh, I found it so boring. Awful. It makes no sense. Like, you know, you've just picked holes in literally the first five minutes, and they don't <laughs> stop. Like, you know, why they chose to do this nine years after with, with Andy in military school? It was it was almost like Don Mancini had watched Full Metal Jacket and just kind of gone, oh, that's it's cool. It's weird. When this film came out, there was a point where all TV shows and some movies, like sequels, where they hadn't ever been the military in the film. Someone would either be sent off to military school or they would join the army. Military school was like the big threat in a lot of American things, isn't it? Mm, like with Bill and Ted, it's sort of like, oh, you're going to end up going to military school, and this is this is a military school where you get shouted at by Andrew Robinson <laughs> while he cuts your hair, which is quite scary. Yeah, I do love this film. I think the reason being, I just love Chucky. I think Chucky is brilliant, and the more of him I, I get to see, the happier I am. See, I mean, I love Chucky, and I love the films that are mostly Chucky, but I just found this one really dull. You know, mm, Charles Bay Two is great because so it's boring. just the kid. And then they, they're like, oh, Andy's grown up, even though it's only three years or so after we last did one, but here's a new actor. Let's bring in this girl and this this other character and, and then, oh, let's go to a fun fair. It does feel a little bit like they stuck a load of ideas in a hat or something and then just plucked them out mm. and went, all right, yeah. okay, we've got the military academy, what next? Spooky yeah. carnival. Yeah. It's, it's weird when you see all the, like, teenagers who are mostly much older actors playing teenagers so you've got like all these sort of tough 20 year old military boys like arguing over a doll and it's just <laughs> it's just weird that's the annoying thing about Charles play three is like you know for for me and for cj and emily being teenagers in the 90s the film we had to defend and say this is this is fine mm. it shouldn't be banned was fucking child's play three it's not very cool is it <laughs> i actually watched this for the first time like when well three weeks ago so when oh we, wow yeah so it was like oh the notorious child's play three and i was like yeah it's a bit of a mess that's all right was it supposed to be notorious oh, yeah God. there was really? campaigns to ban huge, it yeah huge tabloids yeah. controversy mm. It's really odd because when the film starts and you get that whole sequence with the toy company talking about sort of the morality of bringing back the good guy dolls, it, it almost feels a little prescient uh, mm. when you take it in relation to the controversy. Mm. Um, mm. But then it obviously abandons that after five minutes. But yeah, it is weird to watch it now and think that it was it was so controversial. But I guess I did find it a little bit disturbing in Charles Play 2 watching it, sort of knowing what happened with Charles Play 3 because of... Like Bryony was saying, if that bit at the end with Chucky was an actual human, mm. it would be absolutely horrifying. Uh, and because Chucky is essentially a child size, yeah. child style yeah. uh, doll, it, it it is quite, ugh, you know, it does mm. sort of get under your skin a little bit. Uh, but not Ooh. Charles Play Three, weirdly. Which, uh... I don't think they banned the first two at any point, though. Well, I say banned. No. Oh no, no, it was never banned. You couldn't get the no. video. I think Child's Play Three was was taken off shelves in video yeah. libraries. Like it was, it wasn't officially banned, but you couldn't get yeah, it. I'd already pirated a copy, so I was alright. <laughs> <laughs> Just the film you want to pirate. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a great film. Worth going to jail for that. <laughs> what are you, what are you here for? Oh, I got, yeah. I got Child's Play Three. <laughs> Bootleg. <laughs> so I mean, Four star well, film. I mean, of all the fucking films. To... <laughs> <laughs> it's just shanked in the ribs. Four stars. 
how, how, how Animal Holocaust in the 90s was Child's Play 3. I'm now imagining a 90s set buddy movie where there's the guy that's in prison for um, pirating Child's Play 3 next to someone who's in prison for not paying their palm tax. Um, I don't know what that would be called, but heartwarming BAFTA award winning. Three stars. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I'm just going off on one now. Uh, right, yeah, so maybe because of controversy, it was seven years until the next one, and then uh, took a, well, the, the series took a very different path. So, Bride of Chucky from 1998. Tiffany, will you be my bride? Oh, Chucky, yes. Enter Tiffany Valentine. Fucking love um, this one. Yeah, me yes. too. I fucking love it. I had such a good time with this. It was just so, so much fun. So fucking stupid, just so brilliant. Boomy, I loved 2001 Maniacs, and that was what I was thinking of when I was watching it. That kind of like over the top, very stupid, very funny, very tongue in cheek, like the doll makeover. <laughs> like, it was just so good. Um, I mean, I had such great from from Bride onwards. I had such a great time with these films. It's really odd. I, I think I must have been in a bad mood when I watched a lot of the latest. Well, basically all the next four films. Um, first time round because I didn't particularly like any of them and I think Bride is brilliant. I I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer. I think I might be the only one because uh, Luke, Luke hasn't commented Better yet. a Debbie Downer than a Deborah Frog. Or a Deborah Peddler. <laughs> De- De- Deborah Downer. Deborah Peddler. De- Deborah Peddler. <laughs> I, I really, really, really don't get the humour in these films. This and Seed, oh. I just feel are not for me. Uh, unless you find them funny, there's not a lot in there. Um, and I just, I, I don't think I laugh once. Don't you think Jennifer Tilly is absolutely killing it? She's amazing. <sighs> She's cracking. I like Jennifer. I like Tilly. I like Jennifer Tilly, but I I just I wish she had better lines. Uh, I I just feel like all the humour in this is really like obvious. There's some really like corny lines. Like it's a long story, and it's going to take about two or three sequels to get the full picture. <laughs> um, that, that was such a like post scream gag. Yeah, but a lot of these a lot of these are post scream inspired. Yeah, I, think. I, I think that's why I struggle with these films. Is is just mm. that like I hated that whole era of. I, I would have liked it to be longer. Yeah. I think when the RV crashes, it did feel to be a bit like oh they've run out of ideas, haven't they? Yeah, there's kind of just a sense with this of we've got this cool idea, it's fun, let's just make shit up as we go along. Yeah. Which I'm sure is not what happened because it takes a lot to animate the dolls, etc. Yeah. It's a road movie, isn't it? So it's got yeah. that kind of episodic nature and um, it's got a good sort of literally driving uh, narrative and yeah, I, I love it. It's great. This is the one with the overhead shot of the, the little people fighting, which, which took me out of it for a little bit and I was like, ah, okay. And there's a crawling scene where it's like, that's either a baby or a little person. Um, that's the only times I was taken out the rest of the time. I was like, these are dolls and mm-hmm. this is great. And they're going to bang and it's hilarious. <laughs> I just, it just felt like, I know I know this predates it, but all I could think was like Team America. When... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It uh, doesn't go as far as this Team America. So I'm like, have you got a rubber? I made a rubber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how does it work down there? Well, that's, yes. the, that's the thing. I, I've looked into that even more. Uh, <laughs> like, where, when, where does the doll get a penis? Where does that come from? Voodoo. Yeah, I, I imagine it being penis. a bit like Pinocchio's nose. Okay. Well, that's he did say that. He said, "I'm feeling like a real boy down there." If you know what I mean. Ah, 
I mean, that's literally a dick joke. <laughs> so lowbrow. So lowbrow. Yeah, all right. Jason Bumhouse. <laughs> Asked its dick. So lowbrow. Too lowbrow for me. Asked its dick. Yeah, it's not lowbrow. It's a tribute to the work of Chaucer and Rabelais. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird film for Ronnie Yu's first Hollywood. Um, yeah, isn't mm-hmm. it? And he brought Peter Power with him as well to Yeah, shoot the Radio it. 1 DJ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> He's, I mean, an incredible cinematographer, and the the film looks amazing. Ooh. And he would win an Oscar a couple of years later for Crouching Tiger. But uh, yeah, what an odd thing. Do you think Ronnie Yu is just kind of like, yeah, I will do anything. I just want to make it in Hollywood. <laughs> I know I'm a great director. I don't give a shit if this is a stupid movie about banging dolls. Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'd love to direct a film about banging dolls. It just seems like it was so much fun to work on. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about the films about banging dolls is you can literally make them in your own home if you want. True, yeah. I've got walking, talking, banging, stabbing, <laughs> living doll. How, how is this a film from the nineties, but it feels so two thousands? Yeah, it's ahead thing, of its time. I was watching this oh, time. It's ahead of its time. Yeah, that's time. the thing. I was watching it, and I was like, the whole scene outside where she goes in to get food, and then that fire starts outside. Reminds me of the um, exact scene from Freddy vs. Jason when, when Jason comes out of the uh, wow. cornfield and everyone starts yeah. running. Well, same, same Ronnie, director, you directed Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, okay, well, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it's just, it's just the, the new metal as well. It's just like, yeah. it doesn't feel like And the, scar, like the guy hat. with the little stupid scar hat, and he's like, oh no, too, too much marijuana. I I hate the nineties. I hate stoner culture. I hate new metal. <laughs> just, you just shut your mouth about new metal. Because I decided to watch through all the Final Destination films, <laughs> then went on to this, and I was like, they have the same sort of dynamic mm. with how they look and the sort of music that they decide to have on them. Yeah. That, was, that was like almost a ten-year pop cultural wasteland uh, where everything went horribly wrong. <laughs> that was that was, the, that was the years I was brought up in, though. So like, I have such a soft spot. <laughs> for like new metal horror and just yeah, like I feel like shit oh rip the face off oh good old days oh look at my jean shorts like I love that we've got that back now with the fanatic that has new metal in it oh has it is that the one that's actually directed by Fred Durst yeah. Yeah. yes yeah, yeah. Do you think when he directs a film, like after they they start the shot and he's said action, does he say we're rolling? All right, let's move on to Seed of Chucky, the direct sequel to Bride. Six years ago, I found it in a cemetery back in the States. Little fucker tried to rip me throat out. I was trying to give you a hug. Oh my fucking god, that was my favourite bit of the whole fucking film. You're pissing your fucking pants. It came amazing. What year was Russell Brand a thing? Because I couldn't tell if this predated Russell Brand or if it was meant to be what? a direct. I love no, Russell Brand. Just, it's just a piss out of the sort of shit that happens at the back end of uh, Glastonbury Festival. Yeah, but he goes through the map says London because London is full of fields and people doing yeah. fucking <laughs> ventriloquist I, I, festivals. I assume. Well, you, there's no airport anywhere near Glastonbury, no. is there? Yeah. <laughs> he travelled, he travelled. Yeah, grating, but still good fun. I also love this film. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not as good as Bride. It's really scrappily directed. Yeah. Um, there's, it feels like there's loads of like shots missing where 
you know, people of one side of a room and then all of a sudden they're on mm. another side of the room without any explanation. But Jennifer Tilly is incredible. She is. As Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. As Jennifer mm-hmm. Tilly. She's and awesome. Tiffany, yeah. And Red Man. It's, 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 yeah, Red, yeah, Red Man. Red Man's awesome. Best, be- best performance. <laughs> I want to see his uh, Mary and Joseph. I want to see, I want to see that film. <laughs> Was this um, was this distributed or like produced by a British company? Because there's a lot of British yes. actors in this. This is the only one that wasn't made by Universal because oh. they didn't like the script, so it's a UK production. Because yeah, because it's got the guy who plays Santa is in all the Lockstock and all that. Jason kind of Fleming. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you have got Hannah from S Club Seven. Yeah, yeah. Who's in That's it? So random. It's I'm so not random. surprised Universal didn't like the script. <laughs> I mean, Christ, was there a script? It's fucking weird, this film. But the thing they didn't like about it was what you do like about it, CJ. Yeah, actually, the, the, okay, the one thing that I did like about it was that for a reasonably big budget slasher sequel, I have to be impressed by how Don Mancini just went, no, I'm going to make a big gay film yeah. and there's going to be a load of gender dysphoria, gay icons. Hannah from S. Hannah from S Club. Yeah, Hannah from S Club, John Waters. My favourite too, yeah. Like John Waters, he, he popped up as a as a paparazzo and I was like, that's a cool cameo. And then he keeps turning back up and it's like, yeah. yes, yeah, that's awesome. yes. Because he never he never does more than a small cameo in films. So it's so great to see him in his like in his Baltimore accent coming through and just like, oh, I haven't done a papa. That's a really bad John Waters impression. Yeah. Um Oh, I love this. Thank you. It's some shit. Yeah, this is why I leave the impressions to Cliff. The the idea is mad. Like it's so mental. Like who the fuck comes up with this? I don't know. But well, Don Mancini. But it it just doesn't just doesn't deliver. I wish he'd got somebody else to write it with him, so it could be a story. Yeah, I I feel kind of the same. I love how inventive and how batshit is, and also John Waters awesome, but. Um, and also Jennifer Tilly's great in it as well. But it's the wrong side of weird to the point where after a while you're just like, I don't know what's going on. Mm. And not in a fun way. And also yeah. the, the postmodern, post-scream stuff that happens in it is a little bit irritating. Yeah. I think the bit that bothers me the most is when they do the shining bit and it just oh. is, isn't, oh, yeah. isn't funny in the slightest. I found oh. it funny. That's really funny. I think it's just me, me and you on this one, Cliff. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Really funny. Yeah. There is one very, very good line at the beginning where you've just got her going, they're executing Martha Stewart. Today. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's cracking because that is, almost could be something out of John Waters. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind is of a fits good in line. with the campy faux 50s-y type throws back because but... Tiffany was obsessed with um, Martha Stewart in Bright. That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the bit with Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. Yeah. That, that is one of the lowest points in the film, and it dates it so I hated bad. it the first time I watched it. I thought that was such a shit joke. For some reason, I was just in a much better mood this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same woman that was in um, Epic Movie. Like, she's in a lot of those shit films pretending Playing to Britney. be Britney Spears. <laughs> What a career. What a job. It's a living, I suppose. Yeah. It's probably I better than being actual Britney Spears these days. Well. <laughs> yeah. Poor Britney. Yeah. Oh, poor Britney. Was Danny DeVito voicing Chucky this time in Seed of Chucky? That's all I was thinking. <laughs> Lizzie kept saying to me, is that Danny DeVito? Because when he's really, really angry, it sounds like Danny DeVito is Chucky. <laughs> I wish I wish you'd said that before I watched it. It would have <laughs> made it. the film a lot funnier. You got to watch it again now. Uh, so there was a nine-year gap um, before Chucky returned in Curse of Chucky. Alice, you already have too many dolls as it is. Yeah, but Chucky's my friend till the end. So again, Don Mancini directed this one, his second film 
after Seed. <laughs> Don Mancini has done pretty much fuck all except for Chucky and Child's Play films. And Channel, and Channel Zero. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that is. He wrote something called Channel Zero. I don't yeah, know what that is. That's really good. It's a TV series, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Um, and he did write Cellar Dweller back in the 80s. But, Under um, a pseudonym. Yeah. But but basically his whole life is, is Child's Play. And when there's no Child's Play films, he's not doing it. Interesting and unique. that such a long-running franchise that has so many different styles of movie in it. He's uh, just the product of his mind yeah uh, i mean what a mind <laughs> well, also how how much had he come on as a director between seed and oh Dick really and really far Cur- curse of chucky is a much much better film than yeah. than seed i feel like this it's, returned uh, back to what the um first film was like, it's, yeah, it's, it just there. seems a lot more serious yeah it took itself um, a lot more seriously and just the whole yeah. storm happening throughout the whole film where there's like all those lightning shots and yeah. stuff i just think it works a lot better and the whole reveal in this one to connect it to um, the other yes. films, I think that's such yeah. a, such a good reveal. Yeah, I find it a bit slow and boring at the start, the first half. It takes a while to get to the point, <laughs> but the way that it reveals bit because it, look, you think it's a reboot. Mm. It just seems to be a completely new new story. Yeah, and then the way it reveals bit by bit its connections to the earlier films is so really clever. Cool. And then the epilogue, when it goes full on madness back to Seed of Chucky, and I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. fucking hell, it's a real proper sequel through and through. When I first watched it, I'd not seen any of these movies for like years, not since mm. Seed of Chucky, and I was yeah. really disappointed because everybody was like, oh, it's a return to form, boom, reboot, raw. And I was like, oh, it's a bit, yeah. But watching it again, straight after watching the first five, I thought it was absolutely brilliant because, like you say, it does that really clever thing of just unfolding itself mm. almost like a saw film mm. yeah it's got that same mm. approach of kind of retconning things and and showing you bits that you've already seen but then adding a little bit to what you didn't know was happening uh and it's so clever i was thinking it reminded me a bit of the the last final destination film you know when it all ties in yeah yeah that, that yeah. blew my mind and i was having the same sort of feeling because again, again i was like oh, i'm strapped in i'm ready for more insanity uh she's in a wheelchair and she's sad Okay. Uh. Uh, it's a doll. Uh, and then, like, yeah, there's that bit where her her sister, who's a lesbian, um, <laughs> what a twist! That what one, a twist! Uh, but she like starts to peel off the the sort of makeup, Ooh, oh, and it's yeah. like, what? No, I was a little bit disheartened at first, um, and it got batshit and silly again. I was like, oh, I, I see. I th- oh, you played me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get yeah. you. It balances it so well, though, the, the horror and the silliness. I found it quite slow, this one. It's got some good stuff in it, I and mean, once it does get going, it's good. But mm. it's, yeah, it's a little bit little bit sombre, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, afterwards you kind of go, oh, yeah, that was clever. But yeah. I, I did like the, the post-credits bit. Yeah. Like, go, yes, this is awesome. But yeah, the, the up to pop. then, it's a little bit like, yeah, I can see what this is doing, and that's fine, but meh. I'm really chuffed that I chose Chucky, because I chose Chucky mostly because it was like, it's only seven films, and I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. As a group of films, I'm so happy that I got to sit down and watch them because I've enjoyed every single one for very different reasons. Um, yeah. And they're such a they're a solid little group of films. I was expecting them to be so shit, like really shit, but they're they're not shit, and that's that's quite good. Well, let's face it though, you've only seen six and a half films because we've recorded oh, earlier than you realised. Do you know what? Because I, I think I I had it written down in um, army style, seventeen hundred, and then my dyspraxic right. brain was like seven o'clock. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you should have spent more time at Kent Military Academy. I know. Being shouted out. I know. Next time. So yeah, I will be like finishing that off after this recording because I was having a really good time, and then my oh. phone started bleeping at me, and I was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" So I can only comment on like the first forty minutes or so of uh, of Curse of cult of cult of of cult, cult of Chucky. Many come to Chucky, come to Chucky, 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 Chucky. <laughs> From twenty seventeen, Don Mancini's his cult of Chucky. I was six. My babysitter was murdered. And they never caught him. Justice was done. Wanna play? Ika, the murders were real. Chucky never was. That's right. He was a fantasy, a delusion. Are you feeling better now? I don't blame you for being afraid. I was very ill. It's important that we all explore it together as a group. I think I have something that will help. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? First, I'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine. And then he'll kill me too. Night night. <laughs> and they call me sick? Wait a minute, there's two of them. A true classic never goes out of style. Having been found liable for the slaughter of her family, Nika from the previous film, is now incarcerated in a psychiatric hospital. But thanks to her sinister doctor, Tiffany and Andy, she's joined by three possessed good guy dolls with chaotic mm. consequences. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is even more like a Saw sequel approach. Because yeah. if you haven't been paying attention to the story so far, mm. it makes no sense. Yeah. And good. I think, again, <laughs> the, the first time I saw it, I, I sort of liked it and appreciated what it was doing. But I think the second time, I because I just watched yeah. them all, it was just brilliant. Like, to bring everything together like this and, and make something so bonkers, but so weirdly coherent. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's incredible. I, I was really, really impressed with this one. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's nicely confusing as well with the... Uh, mm. How yeah. how are there three different dolls? Yeah. What's going on? And like then it yeah. there reveals and there are but they bring it all together so well. Yeah, and like like putting Tiffany slash Jennifer Tilly <laughs> into it as a serious femme fatale rather than a joke. Yeah, it's it's weird like how serious the tone is at times. Like with, with you know certainly because it walks a fine line with the uh, the patients of the the hospital uh, and their sort of various mental problems, and um, you know it gets very dark, and yet they can bring in Jennifer Tilly as Jennifer Tilly, and it doesn't derail the whole film. Uh, great, Ooh. really good. I, I think Fiona Dorif is the like absolute star of these last two films she just brings such life to this franchise especially in this one her mm -hmm. performance in this is just incredible and the you know the last like 10 15 minutes which i don't want to spoil because <laughs> brian hasn't seen it uh but when, <laughs> when when she is uh doing shall i shall i just uh, do this yeah do and that then you wave yeah. when she's doing the impression of her father it is just fantastic it's such a joy to watch like her just going full brad Dourif. it's it's amazing I yeah that's it. that's awesome she is great in both of these put your headphones yeah. back in brian it's safe yeah, I wasn't expecting Mr. Blobby to get possessed. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> oh, Chuck, the, the Chucky Blobby hybrid. Yeah, that's, that's, uh... Oh, I want to see Chucky versus Blobby so much. 
Can we crowdfund Sometimes it? when I when I haven't watched a film, I'm like, for this, and I'm like, yeah, spoiler away, I don't give a shit. But this is the first time where I'm like, I don't want to hear anything. So, yeah. I mean, Luke, you joke, that would genuinely be good. That that would be like, you know, the, uh, the Banana Splits movie. But yeah. it would be like one that we could identify with because we never fucking watched the Banana Splits in this country. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did, I did when I'm old enough that I did watch it, but... I did, but I was four and I think it was massive yeah. because I enjoyed the colours and shapes. Yeah. Exactly, I don't remember fuck all about it, but evil Mr Blobby film. I, I don't, no, I don't want well evil Blobby. I want, I want Blobby to be the good guy fighting Chucky. I, I <gasps> no, want him to be fighting Chucky and it turns out that someone who's even more evil that they have to team up and fight, Noel Edmonds. <laughs> but he's got numerology on his side and he's been like doing wizard spells and shit because he's all into numerology isn't he? is he using the bad numbers though is he, yeah. he's, he's used up all the good numbers and now he's just <laughs> the villain is the banker surely <laughs> Noel Edmonds on the phone <laughs> the banker. Was the banker. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon the banker is sending like dark brainwaves down the phone yeah. and possessing Noel that way there was a friend of mine that used to do a stand-up bit about um, the banker is being really insulting and Noel's got to act like, <laughs> you never guess what he said. <laughs> and the banker's on the phone going, you're a cunt, you're a cunt. Hey, you. Everybody hates you. And Noel's having to go, oh. The, the banker's not even like... plugged in. It's just Noel having some yeah. kind of breakdown. Yeah. Hearing, you're a cunt, you're a cunt. He's receiving a message from the evil ones. It is the weirdest thing about that show, isn't it? That as much as we all believe in the banker, it is just Noel Edmonds mm. talking to himself <laughs> and pretending that there's this character. It's, it's quite just, disturbing. It's just a televised <laughs> breakdown. Um, yeah. Uh, televised breakdown, but with a hint of a kind of a weird cult thing going on. Yeah. So John yeah. Ronson's um, essay that he wrote about the behind the scenes of that, it does sound quite cultish because like, there's people who, who've been in the audience and they were like, oh, I won't get picked because Noel doesn't think I'm a positive enough person. Well, that's Cult of Chucky done. Let's play Scary Noises. <laughs> cult of Edmonds. Cult of Blobby. <laughs> oh, oh, of course, though. Of course, though. It go, goes around to the start because, uh, you know, the uh, setting where the hospital is. What's the There's landscape? There's a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow. Now, give me your comedy buzzer noises, I beg of you, because it's time to play Scary Noises. So, I, didn't, I didn't bring my bell. Just, Use your guitar behind you. Oh, you got a guitar, yeah. All right. CJ, you're on team with Bryony, as, uh, as per... Uh, the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, I get to sing to you again. You do. <laughs> hey. Are you going to accompany me? No, this is so out of tune. Uh, so am uh, I. So. It does not matter. Well, I'm not expecting you to play the fucking music, am I? <laughs> uh, right, here's the first scary noises. They say that Gauguin was obnoxious too. What the devil is that? Hello? That's impressionist. This might turn into something. Um, do you have any more red paintings? There's some well. Yes, Bryony. I think the music is um, a bride. Uh, no, it's not. Oh shoot! I thought it was the banging music when they bang. No, no. it's not. Wow, that's a shame. Uh, so, any idea about the dialogue? Either of you? Was it the abominable Doctor Fibes? No, interesting, but no. Uh, Luke and Emily, can you get these? They say that Gauguin was obnoxious too. What the devil is that? 
to that. That's impressionism. This might turn into something. Adam, do you have any more red paintings? There's some well. What do you think about a red painting? Adam, I have to agree with that critic Gregorovich. I think you can do better with the use of color. I guess that the music is uh, Curse of Chucky. Nope. Any ideas on dialogue? Um, the House of Red Paintings. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> got one word right there. Is it House of Usher? No, it's uh, the, 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 no, it was Colour Me Blood Red. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh Colour Me Blood Red. <laughs> <laughs> and the music was Charles Play 2. Ah. <laughs> right. Next pair. I am not sleeping with the nanny. No, couldn't be. Yes, Riley. Um, that would be uh, Curse of Jackie. Uh, is the dialogue? Yes, and the music. Oh, um, dom, 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 spooky. <laughs> dom, 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 spooky. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Is it? Uh, <laughs> is it full moon high? No. Uh, so, can you get the music, uh, Luke and Emily? I am not sleeping with the nanny. No, of course you couldn't be that stupid, Barb. Knowing that if I could prove such a thing, I could easily take Alice away from you, or I could just check the footage. What are you talking about? The footage from the nanny cam. What's the nanny cam? Scream. Yep. <laughs> that is how wow. Scream begins. Wow. Okay, number three. I must tell you it is a serious matter. The power is not granted indiscriminately. Oh, Jack's so pompous. I get it and enjoy it. Here's where it's at. The old boy's gonna die. We're here to bury him. Ta-da! <coughs> oh! Um, it's a cover of Lonely, so I think it's... CJ, I'm going to confer with you. I think it's Bride. I'm going to say yes, yeah. because I think Bride was the only one with songs that had words. Yeah, so we're going to go with Bride. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cover of Crazy. Yeah. The Patsy Klein songs, yeah. Um, horrible cover of Crazy. Yeah. The dialogue sounded so familiar. Is it, like... Psychomania or something like that. No. Uh, Emily and Luke? No. Mm -mm. That is Roger Daltrey in The Legacy. Mm. <sighs> Roger I knew it was, it was one of those yeah. guys in one of those films. Well, why didn't you say? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Psychomania wasn't a bad guess considering it's one of those guys in one of those films. Yeah. Halfway through and it's 2-1 to Brian and CJ. Here's number four. No matter what he says... No matter what he promises you, you've got to stay away. Luke. Uh, the music was Child's Play. No, it's not. Uh, the dialogue. Uh, it's Gremlins, isn't it? No. Oh, fuck. Okay, so Brian and CJ, can you get these? No matter what he says, no matter what he promises you, you've got to stay away from him. No. Don't let him fool you. He's bad. Charles isn't bad. He's a good guy. It says all on his shirt. He lies, Tyler. Believe me, he's it's bad Charles news. Yeah, a lot so of people. The dialogue is Charles by three. I think Colonel Cochran was one of them. It's the music. Why does the music sound exactly like the first Charles? Is play? it the Charles Play remake? The music? It's no. Oh. It does sound a lot like that. 
It's an Argento film. Uh, no, it? it's um, ABCs of Death 2. Yeah. Oh. oh, for fuck's sake. Mm. That dog shit film. I'm glad I didn't get that. It's not a dog shit film. It it is. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. No, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> ABCs of Death is the nadir of no. human existence. No, love it. I was going to say film, but <laughs> human existence. <laughs> no, love it, love it, love it. One day we'll do a whole episode on just those two films. And you've got to do, what, we've got to do 2.5 and 1.5 No, because well. that, that is shit. That is shit. Right, number five. I put out a statewide APP on your son's motorcycle. Also, I have the containment squad assembly right now. There's chances. It seems that his girlfriend has been brought back completely intact. And obviously, there was a very strong connection between them, and that should be enough to keep her from attacking him, at least until her brain shuts down. If she attacks him, he becomes like her. I don't know any of that. No, I mean, that's, that's uh, a, a zombie, keep the kids away from each other or they'll have sex or eat each other. Yeah. Um, some kind of film about moral panic of teenagers sleeping with each other about zombies and it's all an allegory, part two. I mean, I mean, you've nailed the plot. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've probably not seen it or I probably have seen I'm it. I'll kick myself. i trying to think of a film that does that. Uh... Is it Return of the Living Dead 3? It is. Hey. Yes. Thanks, Brian. It's all right. <laughs> you summed up the plot of Return of the Living Dead 3. And I was like... <laughs> oh, but I didn't sing it. Uh, sing Hang it. on, you, you, give us a tune. <laughs> it's some kind of film about the moral panic of teenagers sleeping with each other. And there's zombies and they'll have sex or they'll eat each other. Anyone get the music? A child's play something. Two, one. Seed of Chucky. No one buzzed in for this one, so I... Uh, seed of Chucky. So Luke's going for Seed. Bryony, which... which have, we done, would, have we done Child's Play yet? Let's just say Child's Play, fuck uh, it. I think it's Child's yeah. Play. It is Child's Play, hey. because you got both halves of that, so you get the bonus point. Boner! Uh, which, with one pair to go, means you're now on six. Luke and Emily are on one. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Here it is, though, the sixth one. Hi, I'm Chucky. Hi, I'm Chucky. Oh, where the hell did he come from? Yes, it's Uh It's Cult of Chucky. It is. The dialogue. Yeah. Because it's when the Chucky dolls are talking to each other. Uh, the music sounds Italian. If I, is it, oh, no. Do you want? Do you want to sing it for it's me? It's like I want to say it's one of those ones where they're like, do they, what was that dance troupe it's, one? But it's not I, that I, one. Yeah, yeah. Murder Rock. Yeah. But I, I think it might be. Is it Demons? Fuck! This has never happened before. Two bonus points whoa, whoa. in one game. I was too busy listening to the dialogue to really pay attention, but I'm not even joking. When Brian just sang it, <laughs> all I could see was the train scene at the start of Demons, and I was like... God damn it, CJ, I miss you so much. Phil <laughs> doesn't let me sing to him. <laughs> Let's listen to it all the way through. Hi, I'm Chucky. Where the hell did he come from? From Alice. From her guardian. What did that woman say her name was? Valentine. Oh my god. Tiffany Valentine. That was Charles Lee Ray's girlfriend. Charles Lee Ray. Who is that? He was a serial killer in the 80s. The farting really added to that. <laughs> so the music was Demons, the dialogue was Cult of Chucky, which means that CJ and Bryony, you've got the highest score ever Whoa. on Scary Noises. Amazing. 9-1. <laughs> 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 
Last month we were basic and did a Halloween episode and next month we're being basic again and doing a Christmas episode. (laughs) So join us at the end of 2020 as we look at a fairly random selection of Christmas horror movies from around the world. They will include Black Christmas from 1974, uh, plus, as winners of Scary Noises, um, Bryony, you get to choose another one. Yay! Don't choose the Dolly Parton one. Not the Dolly Parton <laughs> one. Uh, I'll do Better Watch Out. Okay. Um, yeah, so Black Christmas and Better Watch Out next month. In the meantime, please leave lots of likes and stars and reviews on our SoundCloud and iTunes pages. Uh, tell your friends, spread the word, all that. Also, lots of love and get well soon to Phil Jared. We hope you can rejoin us very soon. Get well soon. Get well soon, Phil. Get well, Phil. Well, well, but that's all from us for now. See you next time and thanks for listening. Get well soon.